hacks, and uh, we've been spending some basic skills to make our relationships better. How many of you would like your relationships to be better? Okay, so if you didn't raise your hand and you're sitting next to that person, I'm going to pray for you, okay, because that's, uh uh-oh. We all want our relationships to be better. Uh, So we're going to end that today. Uh, I just want to give you a heads up. Next week, we're going to start a a real short series, and for me, this is very, very personal, uh, talking about how we can know if we're a success in life. Uh, We live in in the age of Instagram. If you don't know what Instagram is, ask someone under 40. Uh, But what Instagram is, is probably the most popular platform. Facebook's kind of diving, but Instagram is rising. And uh, what people do is they put their life on Instagram and they put the best version of themselves. Like, it's all perfect and we love each other and oh. Uh, and, and people have their highlight reel. Uh, you don't see the rest of it. And so we're all measuring ourselves against some vision of perfection that doesn't really exist. So how do you know if you're a success? And we're going to talk uh, from the scriptures about how you can know if you're a success in life. We'll start this. It's called Scorecard. And um, we're going to start that next week, so I want to invite you to be a part of that. You invite someone to join you. Um, but right now, we're going to read the passage of Scripture that uh, we're going to look at today. I want to invite you to stand with me. It's our habit and practice to do that out of reverence for God's Word. And I'll read it aloud. If you have a Bible or the YouVersion app, um, you can open this, keep this, because we'll be looking at this and, and what it means for our life. So this is the letter, the words uh, of the Apostle Paul to the Christians in Rome and to you and me. Uh, love must be sincere. Hate what's evil, cling to what's good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, just say, "Mm," because that's important, live at peace with everyone. We'll talk about that in a minute. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord, not me, the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not over, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you so much for standing out of respect. Well, we're going to talk about uh, a couple really important things uh, as, we, um, uh, as we end this series. And it's about, we're going to talk today about how to communicate. Uh, this is what you said is the most challenging thing in your relationships. How do I just talk so that we can hear each other? Uh, And we're going to talk about two things. I want you to say them to your neighbor. Here's the first thing. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say, communication's important. Communication's important. And now also turn to the other neighbor, because you don't want to tell the one you just said that to. uh, Say, and communication's hard. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You can say amen at that point, right? Amen! Yes! Uh, we're, we're working as we start this series, uh, what, what I'm, I'm asking of us as a church is uh, have an entire year where we just learn to love better. Uh, I'm calling it the year of love. We're, we're, there are all these phrases in the New Testament, which is the second half of the Bible, that if you have a Bible, 
Uh, and there's this repeated phrase that we're to uh, love one another, forgive one another. There's something like 50-some different phrases about how we're to one another, one another. So we're, gonna, we're spending this year learning to one another, one another, the year of love. And this is, uh, this is, this is the kind of kickoff. And uh, let, let me just give us a review, okay? So we can remember the hacks that we've talked about in this series. You can go back and watch any of these on the website uh, or on Facebook Live. Uh, the first week, remember, Reed talked about how to connect. And he, the hack was a triangle. If you're here and someone else is here, and you want to get closer to that person, what do you do? Get closer to the same thing. So if you're getting, both getting closer to Jesus, guess what happens on a triangle? If you move toward the thing at the top, what happens? Get closer together, right? Simple hack. Uh, then we talked about how to be honest. Remember, uh, we talked about BLT, uh, be a yes-no person. Um, we talked about learning to love the truth. We talked about trusting Jesus, right? If you're going to be an honest, it starts with you. Communication starts with you being an honest person. Uh, then we talked about how to love yourself. We talked about Psalm 139, and we talked about red lights and green lights. Do you remember that? We said there are red light things that happen that you need to go, okay, i got to stop. Green light things, those are the things I say I want to allow. I want to keep moving in that direction so I can love myself because if I love myself the way God loves me, I learn to do that. That's hard for some of us. Then I can learn to love my neighbor as I love myself. Life gets better. And then last week we talked about how to trust again, and we talked about developing a detour mindset. Remember, you got to go around the mess to get to the other side. And then today we're going to talk about uh, how to communicate. Now, I think this might be the most important. All those other things are a part of this, uh, a part of, of communication, but this is the heart. Now, here's why communication is important, okay? This is if you got a, the sermon notes and you want to fill in the, the blank right here, uh, this is where you can do that. Uh, it, it goes like this, right? If you can't communicate... You can't relate. If you can't relate, you can't love. And if you can't love, I don't know if we got that on the screen or not, guys, do we? If you can't love, then life hurts. Let me say it to you again. I'm not sure if we got it on the screen. If you can't communicate, you can't relate. If you can't relate, you can't love. If you can't love, life hurts. Do you see that? If you don't learn to communicate with somebody else, that is the start of you bringing pain into your life. Now, as your pastor, I would like you to have a peaceful life where you like the other people in your life. That's very important. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. But it's important, but it's also hard. <laughs> have you ever tried your hardest? And this can be with someone that you're really close to or that you're just meeting or that you work with. Have you ever tried to get your point across and it just gets lost in translation? Like, why is that person not understanding what I'm saying? What's happening? Uh, this is a very common thing, uh, but if you're married uh, or you've been together with someone for a long time, maybe you're going to go out to eat and you say, men usually say this to women, I'm stereotyping, I, re I recognize, give me a little bit of grace. Hey, what do you want to eat for dinner? Right, she's like, whatever you want. Oh, okay. Well, then let's go. <laughs> let's go to Longhorn. Let's have some steak. I don't really in the mood for steak. <laughs> okay, and then you suggest somewhere else, and then what happens? <laughs> it ends up like I'm, you don't want to go anywhere with that person. You're like, oh, fine. You go say that because <laughs> you just miscommunicate, right? You don't. You don't. It just doesn't. It doesn't click, right? Now, the reason that communication is hard is that there are three parts of communication. People who study this, they say that this is, if you want to break it down and understand what's happening when people are trying to communicate, there are three parts of it. Um, there's the person who's sending the message. 
there's the person who's receiving the message, and then there's the noise between the sender and the receiver. Those are the three parts. The sender, so that's you. You're, you're trying to send a message to someone. I wanna, want this to happen. I want this to be better. Let's go do this. And then there's the person who receives that message, and then there's the noise in the middle. And uh, the sender, that this is the way people who talk about communication say, what the sender's doing is they're encoding the message. They're like, and they're sending, push send, hoping the other person understands what they just encoded. And then the, the, the receiver is decoding. Oh, okay, you mean this. Um, and, and, and if you... If, I, if you are able to decode what I encode, if you're able to receive what I send, we communicate. You got that, right? That's, that's called communication. Now, a very famous guy, I got a picture of him. I think we might be having some technical, yeah, there we go. This guy, right? You, you remember these commercials? What does he say when you came on? What? Can you hear me now? Right? <laughs> like, that's the whole essence of communication. Can you hear me now? Can you hear what I'm saying right now? Do you understand what I'm saying right now? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying right now? And, and, and when communication breaks down is when the message that you sent is not received. And the reason the message, the people who study this, the reason the message you send is not received is there's noise. And the noise is the things that are different between you and me. Because I'm different than you, and you're different than me. Now, there's, a, there's several different ways you can look at uh, what, what that noise is. Some really common things are um, things like how I'm, how, how I'm feeling at the moment when we communicate, or how you're feeling when someone's trying to communicate. And, and maybe you've been in a situation where someone's tried to say something really important, and you just didn't get a good night's sleep the night before. And you're like, what, huh? I don't, I'm not hearing what you're saying, right? It becomes noise. You're not able to hear what the, or maybe you just had a fight with your kids, and then you walk into work, and someone's trying to tell you something, or you've got a text message from one of your kids saying they got a bad grade, and you're like, oh, my God, and, and you, you, you know, or you just got bad news. You just got a bad diagnosis at the doctor, or you heard something bad about someone in your family or a friend, and, and then someone's trying to communicate something. That becomes noise that keeps me from hearing what you're saying. Like, I can't hear you now. Because of that noise. Or the noise can be things like our experiences. You and I have different experiences. That's the way it is with every human being. Our experiences are different. Um, You might be the kind of person who's traveled all over the place. And when you travel all over the place, what you find out is that people are very different and people are also very much the same. Or you might be the kind of person who you've not really gone more than five or ten miles past the place you were born. And, And and, and if the person who's traveled all over the place and seen all different kinds of things is talking to the person who hasn't traveled anywhere and they're trying to communicate, they're going to miss each other because their experiences are different. Uh, we had a guy who was part of our church here for uh, 12 years. His name is David Simpson. He moved uh, a, a year or two ago. He's a good friend of mine and just a wonderful guy. He would talk to you uh, about shooting guns. He would talk to you about cars. Uh, he had a really sweet Mustang that he was restoring for a bunch of years. And uh, he was just such a down-to-earth guy. He wore these really weird shoes. Uh, maybe you've seen people wear them, but the little shoes that look like they have fingers on them, right? I don't know what's, like, I kind of always made fun of him for wearing them, but he did, he, he would wear those kinds of things. And he, he would talk to people. He's just an everyday guy. Um, and, and he said that he would talk to people, and whenever people would talk to him, uh, uh, 
they would have this great conversation. And then they would ask the question that, that always gets asked, like, hey, what do you do? And he would say, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a professor uh, at VU, and I, I teach uh, graduate students about psychology. And he has a Ph.D. in psychology. And he said he would get this strange reaction from people. People would say, what? what? Wait, 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 wait. They would, they would put him in a different category because they would say, well, he must think he's better than me because he's got this Ph.D. And he, if you knew him, he's the most down-to-earth guy you've ever met. Why? The experiences are different. Uh, we, we had this guy at a church that I served, uh, another state, who um, he'd been in prison. Um, he'd, had a, he'd been abused by his parents. He had a traumatic life. And we were trying to help him put the pieces back together. He'd gotten out of prison. He'd gotten married. And he was trying to make better with his life. And, and I remember I was trying to help him with a project he was working on. And uh, he wasn't getting what he wanted. And he finally blew up. He was like, ah! And after we got past the giant blow up, I said, I'll just call him Leroy. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Leroy, what, what, why did you do that? He said, well, I, I've just always learned that the only way to get, really get people's attention is to blow up. Right? That's his experience. Because his experience is different than mine, then we see things a different way. Yeah, you know this, right? Your experiences, the way you've experienced life, become your expectations of what other people are supposed to do with life. And you know this, don't you? That the expectations that you don't say will cause frustration today. <laughs> you can remember that. The expectations that you do not say will cause frustration today. And when you have an expectation, and I have an expectation, and we've never talked about what those expectations are, guess what? It creates noise, and we can't hear each other. Or it could be how you define things. Uh, so you, maybe for you, if someone says the word rest, what that means is, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, okay, to sit down for 15 minutes. Oh, I rested. Maybe for you, when you hear the word rest, what you hear is, I took the day off. And so if we go into a conversation and one of us says to the other, hey, let's rest, and you're thinking that we're going to sit down for 15 minutes and I think we're going to take the day off, and so I leave and I'm your employee, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be really mad at me, <laughs> thinking that we communicated, but we had different, different definitions. Well, well, those things become noise. I can't hear you now because we have different definitions of, of just basic kinds of things. Um, or it can, be, uh, it can be perceptions, like, have you ever had this happen? Uh, you're talking to somebody, and then you happen to mention that you go to church. And then all of a sudden, they backpedal, and they put you, you can feel them putting you into a different category, like, chink, 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 weird guy, right? Why? It's their perception. And now, when you try to communicate, because they've put you in that box, that perceptual box about the kind of person that they think that you are, communication is now harder. Do you, do you see all that? Do you see this is, why, uh, this is why communication is hard. This becomes noise. I can't hear you. And whenever, listen, whenever there is breakdown in communication, like we just couldn't communicate, it's always because of the noise. Always. Now, uh, we said every week that we do this, so we're going to give you a goal, and uh, the goal is from this passage in Romans chapter 12, and it's from verse 10, and uh, I think it's a really powerful goal. Again, I don't know if we have this on the screen, guys, or not, but Romans chapter 12, verse 10 uh, says this, that we're to outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. 
if I decided that I was going to honor your feelings and your experiences and your perceptions and your definitions more than I was going to honor mine, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to try and figure out what those things are. And if you're doing the same, guess what's going to happen? We're going to get past the noise and we're going to be able to communicate, right? Now, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be a person who's able to get past the noise and actually communicate with someone, then you have to decide in advance that's what you're going to do. And you have to develop a mindset and you have to act like those are the important things. And if you want good communication in your relationships, you have to decide that's going to be the case. You have to walk in prepared. Uh, Let's just say that you wanted to build a house and the builder came in and you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to build the house. And he came in and he had no tools and he had no nails and he had no plans. You would go, okay, this guy is not prepared. We're not going to get this house built, right? Versus if the builder walks in and he's got a truck and he's got all the tools and he lays out the plans for you and walks all the way through. What happened? He came in prepared. And you have to do the exact same thing in your relationships. You have to walk in and outfit yourself in advance and be prepared. So we're going to walk through this, this, uh, this passage in Romans chapter 12 because these are the, the mindset and the actions of a Christian. And they're the tools and the plans and the nails for you to communicate like a Christian. Now let me ask you a, a, a kind of basic question. I hope you would think the answer to this would be yes, maybe it's not. Uh, shouldn't Christians communicate better? Right? I mean, like you know, if people who are like hearts full of love, uh, see the other person, I mean, sh- shouldn't that be the case? Now, I understand that all Christians don't, okay? So don't hold that against Jesus. But if you're working to communicate like Jesus, I think you'll do okay. I, I really do. And uh, so here's what you need to understand about this, this list that Paul is giving us in Romans chapter 12. Um, Paul has just spent the first part of Romans telling us the truth, the truth about God, the truth about us. He's giving us uh, what's called the imperatives uh, the, the, or the indicatives, the things, that are, uh, the things that are true. And then he follows that up and he says, okay, so then these are the things, because of the things that are true, then these are the things that you need to do. So it goes like this. Uh, He says, because Jesus has done all of these things for you when you were a total mess, therefore, your response is to do, and then he gives us this list in Romans chapter 12. And uh, you, you need to make sure that you understand that you don't get that backwards or you'll mess up the Christian life and you'll have a terrible experience and you'll think God's against you. Because if you think, well, I have to do a list like this, then God will love me. That's backwards. That's religion. That's the trap of religion. We do as followers of Jesus what we do because of what Jesus has already done for us. Our actions are meant to be the fruit of the roots we put down into Jesus. I hope, hope that makes sense. So you have to have a mindset. Now, what's a mindset? A, mind, a mindset is when your mind is set on how you're going to do things. That means that you decide ahead of time that you're going to do things the way that Jesus did things. That's what a mindset is. And this list in Romans 12 is the mindset and the actions of a Christian. So I'm going to walk through this really fast. We're going to give you the hack, and then we're going to have a, a little conversation at the very end. 
Uh, so Paul gives us, just, again, a list. Uh, love must be sincere. So that means that you have to decide that you're going to be a person who really loves and doesn't fake it. Now, there, I think the reason Paul puts that in there is because Christians sometimes fake stuff. Like, we love people. <laughs> I love you, but I don't really. I'm going to pretend like I do. <laughs> Christians decide, you know what, I'm not going to settle for that. They decide ahead of time that's what they're going to do. And he says, hate what's evil, cling to what's good. In other words, I'm going I'm to decide ahead of time to hate anything that will destroy our relationship, and I'm going to decide ahead of time to hold on to anything that will make it better. Uh, then he says, be devoted to one another in love. I'm going to decide on showing affection. Now, uh, some of us are huggers, right? Raise your hand if you're a hugger, Right? Turn and hug your neighbor because you love hugging them. Like that. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Because your neighbor does, that raised, did not raise their hand. It's like not a hugger. And they're like, no, don't touch me. <laughs> huggers, huggers like to show affection, right? But it's hard to communicate. I'm not telling you if you're not a hugger, there's something's wrong with you. But I'm, I'm just saying it's hard to show love. It's hard to demonstrate love if you don't demonstrate love through a smile Look in your eyes, a touch, a hug. It just communicates. And, and Christians are people who decide that in some way they're going to show affection. And then he goes on. He says, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. Serve the Lord. Decide that you'll serve people. Uh, he goes on, verse 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Decide that you won't give up. That's a powerful decision. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Hospitality means that you decide that you're going to share and be open to people. Christians go, well, okay, um, all of my junk has been accepted and loved by Jesus and forgiven, and he's not overwhelmed by how broken I am. And because of that, because that's safe, then I can be open to somebody else to decide that in advance. He says, bless those who persecute you, bless and don't curse. Decide in advance that you're going to be the kind of person that will bless people, including people who spit fire back at you. But you have to decide that in advance. You have to decide in advance that you're going to be a person of grace. I I decided a long time ago, I'm going to respond as best as I can when situations get ugly with grace. I've I've just decided that. If it gets ugly online... I'm going to try to decide, I'm going to, I'm going to respond with grace. If someone's ugly to my face, I'm going to decide to respond with grace. There are plenty of times that I've gotten into it and someone's come at me and I'm like, I do not want to respond with grace right now. But you know what I do? I pause because I, with God's help and with a bunch of other people's help, I've decided that's what I'm going to do. And so I, I already decided. I already, so I go back to that decision and I go, okay, well, I already decided I'm going to respond with grace and so I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. You have to decide to do that. Uh, then he goes on. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those uh, who mourn. Uh, live in harmony with one another. Decide that I'll work to get along with people. That's powerful. Some of us just don't get along with people because we've decided we're not going to. <laughs> we've decided that we need to win. And they need to lose. Bad decision. Don't be proud. Willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Decide that I'm not better than anybody else. Much of the division in our country today is because we put ourselves in places where we say, uh, I'm with this group and this group is right and the other people are completely wrong. 
and we decide that we are better than them. Well, if you've decided in advance, I'm not. Guess what it does? It lowers your anxiety level because you don't have to be better than somebody else. It's not necessary for you to win. And then he says, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Powerful decision. Decide that I'm not going to get people back for what they've done. Then he says this. This is really important for communication. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, listen, as far as it depends on you, that means everything doesn't depend on you, live at peace with everyone. Here's what you have to realize. I can't decide for someone else what they will do. I can't choose their mindset. And it might be that I decide I'm going to respond with grace and I decide I'm not going to get them back, but they decided that they're not going to do that. And they don't want to communicate, and they don't want to be reconciled in a relationship with me. Guess what I have to do? I have to say before God, you know I've done everything that I can, and I'm at peace that it didn't work out the way I wanted. Because you recognize, right, sometimes we just, just can't get there. And then he, he says this whole thing about not taking revenge, and it's God's wrath, and feeding your enemy, and giving him something to drink. Decide that you'll go the route of good, and hold on to that mindset. Now, that's, that's the mindset that we have to have, and I'm telling you all this because I want to give you the hack, okay? And you have it on your notes, and I think we're going to put it on the screen as well. Um, but uh, it, it, communication, in, in my understanding of it, is made up of four components. And um, the, the components are your words, your tone, your listening, and your mindset. WTLM, right? WTLM. Uh, w, let's, I'll tune in to the radio station, WTLM, right? The Dove. I don't, I don't know I'm making that part. I, tune into the same radio. If this helps you, think about it in terms of a hack. WT, I'm going to listen to that station. And, and, and it's work made up of these things. I'm going to walk you through what these things are. Um, but that, let's talk first about your words, okay? When I was in the fifth grade, uh, I had a guy uh, by the name of Kurt Thompson who was a uh, junior in high school who uh, came to me, and he's like, he just started to be my friend. Um, his family was wonderful, to our friends to our family, and he just decided, he loved Jesus with all of his heart, that he knew that as a 10-year-old kid, that I needed someone to be an example. And his kindness to me opened my heart. His kind words repeatedly that he spoke to me, the words of life and encouragement, they opened my heart. Uh, maybe you are not aware but if you don't choose kind words, you close the heart of the person you are trying to communicate with. Now, that could be a revelation for you, and you're like, this changed my life. You told me to say kind words, and I did, and it changed everything. It really could. Because the wrong words can lodge in someone for years. Uh, in 1987, uh, I was uh, going into high school, and the, the Church of the Nazarene, the tribe of churches that we're part of, a global uh, tribe of churches, has this uh, every four-year thing for students called Nazarene Youth Congress, NYC, not New York City, Nazarene Youth Congress. It's coming up this summer, the 2019. If you have uh, a kid that's going to high school, it's life-changing. Figure out a way to get them there. Uh, there's a trivia night the students are having in a few weeks to raise money. for. That. It's powerful, powerful. I, I'm a, I was attending this, and I was with uh, one of my closest friends, and um, I, I, he, uh, we were swimming. There was like an open swim time, and it was on the campus of the University of Maryland that time. And, and uh, we were there, and we were swimming in the pool. And he was getting up out of the pool, 
and I was standing on the edge of the pool. As he was getting up out of the pool, I, I wasn't thinking. And I made a, a, a comment, a, a, a said a few words about his weight. I, I wasn't, I, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't registering with me as a, as a going into ninth grade kid. And I, I, I had the sense at least to go, wow, I think I said something wrong there. I wasn't quite sure what I said. Again, one of my, one of my closest friends, a decade and a half later, we had an, an honest conversation, friends to friend, and he said, do you remember in 1987 when you said, and I remembered what I said, do you remember when you said that to me? That never went away. I, I closed the part of his heart. So you've got to understand, kind words, open hearts. Uh, then, you, then it's your tone. Um, your, your tone. So your, your tone is, uh, is how you communicate. You, you know, 7% of what we communicate is the words we use. The rest of it is the tone that we say um, or the nonverbals that we give when we communicate. So I'll give you an example. As a parent, uh, a two-word phrase that all parents say, and the words are, come here. You know, as a parent, you can say that in multiple ways. You can communicate multiple things. Come here. It's like, <laughs> it's angry and demanding, right? <laughs> uh, come here. It's inviting. <sighs> come here. Disappointed. Do you see how the same words communicated with a different tone communicate something totally different the tone that you the tone that you use communicates and and if you use the wrong tone what it does it builds pressure Uh, maybe you saw in the news uh, about a month ago in massachusetts they over pressurized a gas line and uh, they blew up multiple houses in a suburb outside of boston and they had to evacuate the entire town and what tone does is tone creates pressure and, and if you don't relieve the pressure, things will explode. And so just use, it's a, it's a musician thing. You've got to pause to find the right key. Tim was doing it earlier when he was trying to find the right key, right? So if you didn't find the right key, the whole thing was going to sound wrong. You've got you to gotta pause. Okay, I'm, I'm angry right now, and I don't want to communicate the wrong thing. I want to communicate invitation and not that I'm disappointed. And so I'm going to pause. I'm going to find the right key. Now, you could just do, change your words and your tone, and you could change all of your communication. But if you think that's it, you're under the mistaken assumption that that's all communication is. And that's saying that communication is just about you, right? You're saying, uh, well, it's just about me and what I say and how I come across. No, no, that's half the battle in communication. And the other part of, uh, of communication is the other two things. You've got to listen. Uh, and so uh, it goes like this, right? Uh, the brother of Jesus, James, in his letter in the New Testament, he says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. In other words, you've got two ears and one mouth, so shut up more. <laughs> and, and, but the problem is that most of us, when we listen, we are listening to respond. Like, okay, they got, are they done talking? Because I'm going to say my words now. We're not, we're not listening to hear. We're listening to be heard, and we're listening to give our side. That's not listening. That's not listening. Listening is, um, I'm going to respond. There's a great, if you go, well, what do you mean by that? Well, there's a great example that you probably have multiple times a week um, if you go through a drive-thru. And you say, you know, I'd like, uh, I'd like an egg McMuffin, um, and I'd like no cheese and an extra egg. 
That's what I get. And they, they, they come back and they go, okay, so what I heard you say was you would like an Egg McMuffin with an extra egg and no cheese. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So they were trying to hear what I was saying. They weren't just using their words to be heard. They were trying to hear what I say. So it, goes, it looks like this when you listen. You say things like, so is what you're saying this? You don't assume you know what they're saying. Is it, uh, by, that, by that mean, do you mean this? Uh, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. Could you repeat that again? So you're listening to hear, not to be heard. And then this is the mindset, is that you've got to start from their perspective. You have to have your mind set on what you want for the relationship, not what you want. So again, you've decided in advance you want this relationship to work. And so you set your mind on, this is what I want for our relationship, not just what I want. Do you see the fundamental difference there? Tune into WTLM. Powerful change to your relationships. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and, uh, and then I, we need to have a little conversation here in just a second. And um, so I want you to stay seated after I pray. Um, but let's pray, okay? So God, all of us come uh, at our relationships with uh, our own feelings and experiences and definitions. And, uh, and it's hard. It's hard to talk so that we connect. So I pray you'd you'd help us to see how much you've loved us, how much you've given for us, um, what you've accomplished for us, and out of that, in that safe place, knowing that you love us, that now we can love somebody else and we can try and understand what they mean and we can work our way through the noise so that we can hear each other and we can communicate. And when we can communicate, we can love. And when we can love, our life hurts less. And so uh, give us the courage this week to tune in to WTLM and really communicate with the people in our lives. We ask for your help in this and we pray this in your name. Amen.